0: Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, Billy, as I keep forgetting to mention my own name. I am joined this week by the prize fighter himself, Dean Ford. How you doing? I'm all good, Billy. How you doing? I'm not too bad. Now, I will say now, uh, we are recording this in November. Uh, so just in case you're, you're looking at Dean there and thinking, Hi. that is a Kraken Bronson-esque uh, moustache. That's why it's there. Uh, it might still be there when when February rolls around, when when this goes out into the general public, uh, but if you're watching this on the Patreon, which you should totally sign up to, uh, it will totally make sense because it's for November. Uh, w- I usually go for the boring question first, but we've mentioned the the moustache in the room. Uh, who are you raising money for? Is is it um, uh, raising It's raising money for November
1: uh, charity for men's mental health.
0: Excellent. Um, I think right, we'll do the we'll just get right into the mental health bit because uh stephen louch um who you've spoke to before on Tucker of the Drop, yeah. uh he just he just wanted to to put over uh, your social media uh by like putting over uh sharing out mental health related stuff um that you've always shared shared it and he wants to just give you a little bit of props for that oh i appreciate that. Uh, thanks um, stephen so we'll probably get into that a little bit more uh, as we go along but we can't Stopped without asking the first boring question, which is, how did you get into pro wrestling?
1: Uh, right, so mine's is, is pretty strange. So my first memory would have been like, I think it, it must have been between 97 and 98, because I think I was about four or five at the time. And I'd never, ever seen wrestling at this point. And I was, I was up at my cousin's house. And he's like maybe ten years older than me. So he would have been about fourteen or fifteen at the time and put this wrestling on and I didn't really know what it was. And there's this wee guy with a mask. Just jump a wee We mini look to the, And it turns out looking back, it was Masquerito Sagrada for AAA. So I don't know I think the WWF were doing like a partnership at the time. I had no idea. This was like my first ever encounter with wrestling. um. So that was it. I never really, after that, never really bothered to it. And then, I don't know how long later, maybe a few months or whatever, Saturday morning as a kid, getting up early, mum and dad are still sleeping, just flicking through the channels. And I find uh, Smackdown on Sky One, and it was... The Undertaker was cutting a promo during the Ministry of Darkness era, and it was like this big backdrop with lightning, and it was like a church and stuff. And obviously, at the end of the, the promo, he, he does the eye roll and I can just remember being totally drawn in as this you five year old kid. Like, I don't know what this is, but it's cool. <laughs>
0: So that's that's a bit of a, a bit of a difference. You went from the 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 yeah that the weird ninety seven year where where yeah WWF were trying to make partnerships for everyone. Uh, yeah, the cool luchadors from AAA. Um, that 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 rumble that year is just a, a weird concoction of of everything. Um, and yeah, then coming to what it must be ninety nine then right about then, mystery taker, must, so um, about that. I'm not entirely sure
1: exactly, but. I've done about 98, 99, I'm guessing, yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, the runoff from the, the, the new gen into, into the actual era. Uh, so that was it from that point. Undertaker, eye roll, hooked.
1: Yeah, for, for then on, in, that was me every morning. Just trying, obviously, we never did internet like that back then. So we're just doing as much as you could to find out more, just by watching it. And I seen like, the games and stuff, and just constantly but saying to my dad, where can we go? I want to buy figures, I want to find merchandise, get my dad to travel length and bread to the country. And that was that that day on, just obsessed.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I I was in the same boat then, because I started watching around about 99, 98, 99 as well. Uh, So that was, it was of course, 2000 was the Channel 4 time, which was the best time, because you got to see Heat on Sunday. And then if you're lucky, you got like Raw Rumble or or uh, f- fully loaded or something on Channel Four uh, yeah, as well. Good, that was the best time. Uh, but yeah, I remember that as well. I, I wanted to buy figures. Do you remember what your first figure was?
1: First figure was actually a WCW
0: Macho Man. Oh, was and the it had, like
1: the sunglasses and the frilly boots and stuff. I
0: oh, was it the like the NWO uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the Macho and like. It like a, a wee belt and stuff. Oh, cool. That's fine. Uh, yeah, mine was mine was Draws, which is just random. <laughs> it's just Draws. Uh, so, yeah. At
1: the time, I didn't even know how much a Man was because I, I was only watching WWF at the time and it must have been maybe a year later or whatever. Nitro was on Channel 5 and then I started watching that as well. Goldberg and Sting and all that. So just a ho- totally different thing for watching... Even WWF at the
0: time. It of course, yeah. I would mean it was a worldwide that you watched on Channel 5 and had like, uh, well, I remember anyway, if someone got hit with a chair, they would come up with the big Batman kablams and and that oh, over I can't, it.
1: I can't, can't remember that far back exactly, but I can just remember, I think it was a Friday night it was on Channel 5 and Gold, as soon as I seen Goldberg, I was like, this guy is cool.
0: Um, so how did you, so of course, wrestling wasn't your first sport then uh, for, for nah. actual doing it sport. Uh, kickboxing yeah. would, would, was quite near a start. Was was it, were you always quite an athletic background before you got into kickboxing, like football and stuff like that? Or was it just straight um, into
1: no, it? So I, I played football as a kid and I was always quite active. So like, going out playing and climbing trees and, Always playing wrestling in the garden with my friends, and playing wrestling in the living room, and trampolines and whatever. Um, and I was always, I think, as for that age, as soon as I seen wrestling, that's all, all I thought about. But back then, there wasn't really anything that I knew of. And uh, started to get interested, you know, like boxing and, and kind of martial arts and stuff and I started training kickboxing at 11, um, and just kind of took it from there.
0: So, so it was like you're, you're um, as close as you could get to wrestling, kind of start yeah, off point. Just,
1: Yeah, obviously wrestling was my first thing. And then as I started getting older, my, my dad was quite a big boxing fan. So I would watch that. And then as the internet started to kind of get bigger, and YouTube became a thing. You just end up in a rabbit hole looking at different things, and I, I liked like John Claude Van Dam movies and Bruce Lee movies and stuff like that. So it was it just ended up being the route that I, I ended up going, sort of thing.
0: And uh, I mean, not not to put lightly, but you you've been pretty successful uh, in in the kickboxing world. Um, one of the questions I got was, of course, there's a there's a, all manner of belts that you've, you've collected. Um, Stevie, uh, Stevie uh, ABZ, he did a, a video for yourself. I think it was part of uh, Pro Wrestling Scotland or Pro Wrestling Innovation, one of the two. And yeah. uh, he was he wanted to ask about the history of, of like the belts that you've won and what belts you've won in, in, uh, in kickboxing. So if you want to speak a little bit, what have you won? Throw yeah, so I've won four British titles and...
1: Nine Scottish titles
0: as just a different weights, or yeah, so know, all
1: the way for fifth. I think I won my first at 13 up until adult level. Just obviously, as you get older, you get through different weights and different age categories and stuff.
0: So, I okay. Right. Um, so did you find uh, like when you had to transition from oh, actually, we're well, speaking about belts. What belt's in the background of that picture that Alexander Darwin McCallan always uses? So that's one
1: of my British titles. Uh, um, probably my favourite to be honest, that's a like
0: Well I mean you remember. ain't got the thumbs up with it. it, it must be must be high up there.
1: That, that <laughs> infamous picture.
0: It's yeah the one I use for for getting the pictures in as well because it's just I mean i've started doing it now because it's just so it makes me laugh so much i've but, ended yeah.
1: up just doing it now just <laughs> to pop myself
0: know, it's, it's just gild arms and legs
1: I was like, why not just run with it see what happens why not
0: yeah so yeah it's it's, it's adm's fault that i've started doing it but yeah it's just and <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter if as long as it's like i I write pal, you can just throw it anywhere, it's, just, it's great, it's a great picture. Um, so yes, yeah, it's one of your British titles, excellent. So did you find um, transitioning, when you actually saw there was a school in Airdrie uh, where you trained, um, do you find the contact nature of it was a little bit uh, easier to transition with because you did the kickboxing so much or did you find it a little bit harder because you didn't have to actually kick people so hard? It was,
1: it was easy in, in certain respects, and really hard than others. So look, because I was pretty fit and athletic and stuff, like a lot of the basic movements, like the rolls and stuff, and what the, the actual fitness of it, I took to really well. But when it came to like the contact and stuff, it was like trying to retrain everything that I knew and like turn it upside down. If that makes sense. So for instance like obviously if I'm fighting a full contact kickboxing fight my aim is to hurt the guy as much as I can and although I might be hurt I need to pretend that I'm not and obviously in wrestling it's it's almost the total opposite so yeah. you're trying to make it look as if you're hurting people without hurting them and make it look as if you're hurt when you're really not so it's like just it took it took a while, um. But I like to say I have got there in the end. Hopefully.
0: And were you still doing uh, kickboxing competitions at the same time, or are you still obviously nothing's to,
1: happening? To right start now. with, I was. I um. I was just kind of tailing away. From it. That was part of the reason that I decided to start wrestling is because. I just kind of got to the stage with kickboxing that I wasn't really enjoying it the same. And because I had trained for so long and it just became part of my life, I couldn't go like training almost every night to just do nothing. So I needed something else to fill that time, if you know what I mean, another our interest. And that's when I decided to do wrestling. Um, But I, I was still training and stuff. But that kind of helped as well. Like even some of my my kickboxing coaches and stuff, that they, they would help me with stuff, like ideas and. Uh, but do you think that should work? Or, so they they were pretty good for that point of view.
0: But yeah, so I mean, I mean, if, if you're tailing off, at least you didn't have that kind of awkwardness of one weekend you're you're uh, um, pretending to be hurt and and hurting anyone else, and then next weekend you're trying to, to kick lumps out of someone. It's just yeah. trying not get them mixed up because yeah. I don't think uh, anyone would appreciate it. I mean, the guys you're fighting in the kickboxing might appreciate if you're not hurting them, but the, the people the people in the wrestling, maybe not so much if you're, know, if you're just putting them. <laughs> um, so you started at, uh, well, started in Airdre. Um Of course, you must have got, you got to start around about there as well. So what was it like going into your first match? I mean, kickboxing would have been more, Focus sport, you're aiming to win, you're not really, you're not trying to please the crowd. So when yeah. you go into that first match and you have to get the crowd involved, uh, I'm assuming heel no, i assuming heal just because usually... I was
1: actually baby face
0: my first match. I can't imagine his baby
1: face. Nah, so it, just... it, it turned out that wasn't really the right for me, but um, I actually thought I would be fine going into my debut. Because I had performed in front of a crowd before, albeit, obviously, it's completely different. But I thought by having that kind of experience, I'd be okay. But I was absolute nervous wreck. Like, it was horrible. Um, I think because it is so different. Like, as you said, when you're competing in a fight, you're not caring about the crowd. You're only caring about the guy that's in front of you where wrestling's completely different, where it's probably more about the crowd than anything else. I mean, that's the reason that you're there. So it was just a totally different experience. It was a bit of shock to the system, to be honest, but it was good at the same time.
0: Yeah, well, wrestlers it's just a performance art, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, think, I think you can see places uh, like abroad and just anywhere doing all these flips and... Dude ads and what have you, but uh, really, all you need to do is rest in wrestling is just get the crowd reaction, and then once you have the reaction, it's yeah. straightforward, in my opinion. From someone who's just sat in a crowd, who's not actually done it, <laughs> but I think once you've got the crowd, you can do literally nothing, and you'll have the, you, you still have the best match on the card by doing nothing, so yeah, yeah so it must have just a sure. really a real real change. First match I saw you in live, uh, was in W3L um that's when yeah. you come to Elgin and at that point you weren't you weren't Dean Ford you were simply Ford which is uh, number four capital D yeah Ford. uh we'll get into that uh, I'm sure um but I remember it you might not remember it because what happened but uh, you end up coming out of the okay. ring and cracking your head off the off the just the wooden ground and splitting your head open um so this is what maybe what a year if that into, into your wrestling, not even. I think maybe six, seven months.
1: So, um is other than a deb- I debuted in the December, and I think this is maybe like the the June or the July, something that like that.
0: Must have been because it's often around my, my birthday, so it's July. It usually yeah. come up. Um So, so other than the floor, what was your first thought going through your mind uh, when that happened? So,
1: that wasn't actually what sparked my head. A lot of people seem to th- think it was, but it wasn't. So what happened was, I w- so to get back, I was pretty nervous because I think it was one of the the first companies I'd worked for out with, like my own, my kind of parent company. And obviously, I was brand new. I was green as grass. I don't been on shows a few months, so I'm thinking, right, all the way up to Elgin. Hopefully, I've put in a good performance. Eh, and I'll get brought back. I think it was one of my first times working heel and I've not even made it into the ring yet and I've slipped on the apron and took a back bump on the floor before I've even got in the ring. So that was a a great start. Um, And I get in the ring and the referee said to me, well, at least it can't get any worse. Famous last words. So... Um, it was myself and Kev Williams in that match and we got to about halfway through the match and he hit me with a bubba bum. So in the way down, as I've landed my bum, whatever's happened, I've took like a whiplash effect and my head's went back into his face and we've collided. Oh, and I've turned oh. around and seen him holding his face and I was oh shit, I've, I've hurt him. And what I didn't realise to the end of the match was that I was covered in blood. And obviously his... Uh, think his t- teeth or his face had collided to the back of my head and spot me on. I didn't even realise this at the time, I just kept wrestling. That wasn't uh, after the match I looked down and my full body was just covered in blood.
0: And I was like, oh, well. It, it was certainly one way to leave an impression. I mean, Chris, you came back out afterwards uh, the, with yeah, the big, so obviously big the, massive bandage and everything.
1: Uh, it wasn't as simple as just going home. I had to wrestle again, so uh, that was an experience.
0: Well, at least it showed, I mean, like you say, about six, six, seven months into into your actual Ed Ring career that you were just quite happy, well, quite happy, but you were willing to just to keep going and, and come back out and, and do that, which I mean, for me, I was the first time I was seeing you and uh, all, all otherwise seeing you kick folk on gifts and, and what have you. So it left pressure on me. I mean, um, I, I wrote about it uh, as, as just the Scottish wrestling guy, but I certainly enjoyed it. Um, so it made me excited to see what else you could do, which I got to see again when uh, SWA came up for Rock and Wrestle, however long, yeah. two, two years, two, three years ago. Um, Maybe, I have no idea. Time time has gone just merged. Yeah, this there. year just erased <laughs> all the time. Oh, the, the last episode that I've recorded was with um uh Omar Mohammed and we are just sitting there just going, I don't know what dates watch because this is cause it's coming out in twenty twenty one, but we're in twenty twenty, and we're speaking about last year, but last year's twenty twenty and the recording and then and it's just we're just <laughs> like going, I've I i do not know anymore. We're just gonna guess at this point. uh um, yeah, just make it up as you go. So what was behind the, the slight tweak in the name from Dean Ford to just Ford, like the 4D? Was there any thought or so, did someone come up to you and go, that?
1: No, I, I, so I, I don't know if it was when I had started training or before I started training. I can't really remember, but I had this great idea. Why don't I just do 4D? And I thought it was amazing. And everybody that I spoke to was like, that is absolutely horrible. Like, And I was like, no, it's cool, man. Like, 4D4. And it wasn't like, I don't know how many people had been like, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. That is guff. Just use your own name. And I was like, all right, okay.
0: I, so. I, I, I could see, I could see, honestly, I could see your thought behind it because if I saw it and it said four Dean, I thought, oh, I get it, Ford, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but then, if you don't
1: know, then it just does it a shambles. Like, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. It In just, my head, I was like, that's dead catchy, that's cool. That's a t shirt. And really then back, I
0: was like, that was absolutely awful. <laughs> well, we've got to go through these, these things before before we uh, settle down. So, your yeah. yeah, character's obviously extension of yourself kickboxing uh, lots of uh, strikes and and punches that that was your comfort level were you just happy just to go with that you weren't you weren't uh, rushing to do any flips and and well actually to start
1: with I had these great ideas of being this big high flying sensation that was my initial thoughts because at school and that I'd done like gymnastics and trampolining and stuff so I, I was quite able to to do some stuff and that and that was always the kind of wrestling that I liked growing up like Ray Mysterio Jeff Hardy RVD sort of thing but I don't know when it was I came to the realisation but it was like I've got these skills I've learned in the past 15 years like fighting I've, I've fought all over the world do you know what I mean is it why waste what I already know do you know what I mean and I just thought it would be better to just, as you say, be an extension of myself, using the skills I already have.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's not the easiest way to be. It's like it's the most comfortable way. I mean, there's no point in in uh, trying to change the wheel if 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 you've you've already travelled on it, kind of thing. That's a terrible yeah. analogy, but that's that's the one I'm going with. Uh, but yeah. So so, and also, to be honest, in Scotland. You don't get that many strikers at the moment. Well, they're coming through now. Links of uh, Ian Skinner and and, uh, or Bradley Pool's more grappler, but so you don't really get these hybrid wrestlers at the moment. Um, So that was
1: kind of my thinking at the time as well. Because when I, as it first started training, I was just starting to watch ICW, and uh, obviously at the time, Tom i Alistair Black was Tommy End on ICW at the time. And he had this kind of similar style, but there wasn't really anybody else that was doing that at the time. So I thought it's kind of different, do you know what I mean? And it's something that I'm more comfortable with. So that's kind of why I went for it. And obviously, with my moveset and stuff, I I take a lot of inspiration from Alistair Black, do you know what I mean? That was one of the guys I first kind of looked up to
0: as well. So Uh, so you you end up travelling... Along the, well across the country and yeah, to England as well for for Shield Pro Wrestling. Um, so it was just a case of, of picking up opportunities when you could, or was it just a, were you on the camps as well? would that, am I thinking that right as we're well? On
1: the camps, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So how, well, how was like, you... how was the camps for you? Just because that that's again, from people that I've spoken to in the past, it's it's a different environment because it means you just do less and less and less for a bigger reaction. Yeah, but multiple times a day. So how how was that? is that?
1: Yeah, for me, that that's the best experience, like, learning experience I've had to date. A hundred percent. Like people don't realize. Like I see on online and stuff, like, the camps gets a lot of stick with like eh, certain audiences and certain groups of wrestlers and stuff. I, I just think it's mind boggling because everybody I I know that's worked for whatever company, All Star, Mega, Slam, WW, doing a full summer it's like a full schedule, like it's as close to as a full schedule as you would get in this country. Like I think it was a nine week run we done and it was five or six shows a week for nine weeks. Like at that point I think I was only two years in if that. So I was maybe wrestling once, twice a month. And when I I got the opportunity I just quit my job straight away. I was like just spoke to my manager and I was like, "Listen, I've got an opportunity that I really can't pass by. Uh, and it was a no-brainer; like I didn't even have to think about it. I couldn't pass that opportunity up. Do you know what I mean? And since that, the level that I've came to for then is just night and day.
0: Absolutely. I mean, nine weeks. Um, five or six shows. So you're looking at what 54 matches at least." Uh, during that run, unless you come back for a battle royal or something like that towards the end, and that gives you 54 50, uh, opportunities to to tweak a, a thing, um, add a move, try a move, and um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't often see because my Twitter, my Twitter, when I see drama going on, on Twitter, I'm just like I can't see it because I seem to be following all the good ones, but uh, it's I can, I don't know why people would look down on on camps. Uh, I can see. I've seen shows that are just terrible, and I could see yeah. why people would look down them. But um, if if you've got a, a a camp experience with with names that are been trained by by recognisable talent and and got a reputation for putting out good talent, then a fifty four opportunities to that's fifty four more matches than you would have got if you didn't do the camp. So it's just yeah. I don't get I don't I, like I say mind boggling. I don't I don't see why anyone would. Uh, Like you were saying as well, like, you're learning how to
1: work people. Like, going going on a wrestling show, even a family friendly show, is one thing, and keeping them entertained. But they're there to see wrestling. So they're going to watch it regardless, unless it's absolutely awful. But the holiday parts is different because you're going to a different crowd every day. And... The majority of them aren't even interested, they're only there because it's part of their holiday package. So, your job is more than just wrestling, your job's more an entertainer. So, it's more kind of no comedy, it, it can be, but it's like an all round thing. Like, if you can entertain people that aren't wrestling fans, then entertaining wrestling fans should be easy. Do you know what I mean? So, you learn a totally different side of it. And, as you Absolutely. said as well, some of the talent that come on the camps, like, some guys I, I would, at that stage I would never get the chance to work with, do you know what I mean? Guys like BT Gunn, Liam Thompson, Dean Grand Rampage Brown, even just being amongst them, even if I'm not actually wrestling them, just being amongst them and listening to them and picking their brains and stuff, like that's invaluable, man.
0: Yeah, I mean... Uh, I- one of the one of the biggest uh, proponents for for camp shows is William Regal. You, you always hear him yeah. speaking about. It. I mean, if, if you're going to look down on on something, but not look down on, on Regal, who is who is by, who who is he, talent relations head of talent scouts for NXT and and all that kind of stuff, then wait, what are you doing? It, it, it must be just me you know, getting the offer I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, and they well, to, so. so I don't even know if I should be saying this, but. He sent his his son over to work the camps the year that, that I first done it. his son was learned to and that was he says this is the best way to learn. Obviously flew him out to England and made him work the, the full camp line. Exactly. I mean,
0: if
1: it's good if enough for him, it's good enough for me, do you know what I mean?
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If, if it's good if it's good enough to for, for... Head talent scouts for the biggest company in the world to put their son on them, then absolutely. And I think
1: uh, David Finlay done the same and he started out. His dad put him on the camps and look at him now. He's in ROH New Japan,
0: one of the best wrestlers in the world. So, so it's, it's definitely uh, something to, to aspire to be as well. Um, yeah, so so you work many places in Scotland so Rock and Wrestle SWA um, of course uh, Home Promotion and Pro Wrestling Scotland Pro Wrestling Innovation where you've, you've kind of struck up a partnership with uh, Danny Edwards and Matt Tyson so yeah. how did that all come about was this just a you got all guys came up at the same time or, or was there anyone that was putting you together or how did that get
1: um, so obviously when Pro and Innovation started, they were using a lot of guys that are like the same guys as other shows. And they were looking to do something a wee bit different, just to have something that's what like an act that you wouldn't see anywhere else. So Matt Tyson was becoming a manager at the time and they just decided that it would be a good fit to put us together and I really enjoyed it because it was something completely different for I'd, I'd never really worked with a manager before. And it h- helped me learn more and kind of branch into different things as well. So I, I was totally up for it from the get-go. Um, I had great fun with it, trying different stuff, doing some funny promos and stuff. Um, and then it was a wee bit later they decided to put Danny in the mix. And I I feel that like the three years bounce off each other well. We've got three completely different characters, but I think they can kind of blend well. So it was it something was cool, something different. So a lot of fun, man. It's
0: definitely a, another another feather in your cap to work with a manager, especially if, if you've got a manager that's charismatic, which uh, Matt is, because seen his promos for, for uh, PWI. Um, it, it, at least it gives you that little extra edge where you don't have to say anything. You just have to kind of let your, your face and actions do the, the talking, but you still have to use your face face, and action, so you can't just sit there and just do nothing. So it's, it's, it's now a bit of a, a learning experience. Um, yeah. Speaking of, of PWI, we do have a question from Krieger. Well, not so much a question. He just put, ask him to tell the story about when he jogged me out, out on karaoke. <laughs> so. Right, so... I can't remember when this was
1: is it. Was is it last year or year before? I can't remember exactly, but we ended up in a... And I out one night, I think it was after the camps, so it would have been the summer. So myself, Krieger and a couple other guys, I can't remember exactly, we ended up at a pub and uh, they were doing karaoke. So we, myself and Krieger like a wee duet and then again. So we'd been up and we'd sang one song, can't even remember what it was for the life of me. So we got a few more drinks, Well, like, I'm only doing our jets. so I'm trying to think, what can we sing, what can we sing, and I was like, got it, we'll sing, don't let this, don't let the sun come down on me, Elton John and George Michael, and he was like, perfect, brilliant. So I went up, said to the DJ, is that right, boys, your turn. So I've started singing, and he kept going the butt in, and I was like, no, you need to wait till your back comes up. Unbeknown to me, the DJ hadn't put the duet, duet version on, he'd only put Elton John's version on. So I just sang the full song and he just stood there for like three and a half minutes, doing nothing.
0: <laughs> oh, I, can just, I can just imagine I just in the corner just going, no, <laughs> okay. But, uh, okay, so yeah, uh, did did you did get uh, another goal? Or was that was that a night Krager uh, huffed off and was just like nah, I'm needing it I went
1: went in a half, wasn't he happy?
0: So you so, so up at every opportunity. <laughs> so what, what would be your ideal uh karaoke song then? Would it would it be that? Or have you got a, a one in the back pocket that you like to go for?
1: Myself and get like like a weird end in the islands in the stream. I,
0: I that, would... that's probably our, our go to. I was going to uh, back my head thinking, oh, it'd be funny if, if we if we did that, but I'm not, I don't want to, and I don't think you want to either, <laughs> go and do a wee bit of rendition island in the stream, um, just because... Oh, that would
1: just give him sitting house to moan a bit.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I, I've been told that my singing is, is the worst thing in the world, because I don't sing, I just like, warble, like moan. Yeah, my,
1: mine isn't great either, but I think we're all guilty. You get a, a few too many beers and you're like, "Oh, I've got a great voice, man! Let's let's go."
0: Oh yeah, there's many a time where I remember doing Blink One Eight Two, thinking I sounded just like them, and then when I play back in the morning, going, "I just screamed that." Oh, for awful! Three minutes. Oh. Oh. Um, so we've got more questions, and uh, not just about your karaoke. Um, Someone on Facebook, which I'm assuming is your mates, because uh, the first one is from Mark Bryson. Uh, which just says, does Dean Ford still wear women's pants and makeup when he's home alone, or is he going out of that now? So... Not
1: always, only occasionally.
0: I saw All your... It's
1: got quite lonely, so...
0: You need I a day, you need day, do you know what I mean? I mean, it's down just now. We need to, to fill the days. Um, and do whatever. But I saw your, your Halloween costume, um, which totally dates this this, this along with the, the Tash. But uh, yeah, I saw, saw your Tiger King. Uh, jokes no, that's yeah.
1: actually where the the task came from. I I never actually intended doing November. So I've always been a, a massive Halloween buff, but I don't know. It's just the time of year. I I was even for November, right to the next Halloween. I'm constantly thinking, right, where can I dress up as? Always, and it's just I was never. In, down come in the way so since Absolutely. Tiger King came out in like February or March, I was like, That's happening 100%, that's happening. My, my
0: plan this year was going to be a uh, uh, fat Thor, but I wasn't going anywhere, so what was the point? Just because it was like, As soon as I saw, it, it's, it's the beard, it's beard and bald head, so you kind of you're limited from that point onwards, and you can't go into a Lycra like, suit if you're a bit chunky like I am, so that's just that's out of the question. But uh, as soon as I saw Thor in the game, I was like, Halloween. Done. That's it. It's it's made for me. Uh, good got, i think I never got to see that. Now, uh, maybe next year I'll, I'll uh, bust out a card. The card to get just the it's just a big Lebowski costume to really, except with a mm-hmm. hammer. And I've always wanted a, a Mjolnir, but uh, apparently I've, I'm I'm too grown up to get a, a Thor's hammer. So maybe one day. That, that's the excuse. That's the one, That's I'll get a, a hammer just just so I can dress up as a monk for Halloween. Sounds um, good to me. We've got Chris Rob with uh, a couple of questions. Uh, one we've kind of already covered, which is is he keeping the Tash after November? Which we've established maybe. <laughs> we don't know.
1: Uh, see, see how we go. Uh,
0: are you just hoping to, it goes right down like uh, the Hulk Hogan through Man No, so
1: that, that's what I had for Joe Exotic, and then it was awful. So I trimmed it back a wee bit, and then i just got Yes, but Thank I'm quite I'm quite liking the the V Bronson colour bits. Keeps <laughs> me amused, so
0: makes uh, it, like. it makes you feel smarter as well when you just spend your time just twirling it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he's put Chris has also put. Does uh, Dean Ford shiny his head or is it normally shiny? Which I'm a little well, offended missed, by a all sheen Three times a week,
1: I've not actually shined it, so you can obviously see. It's, no, Honestly,
0: it's not as good as it should be, but... Thank you. You can see the glare that I've got off, off the light above me, so at least it's it's just the one of us that's uh, dazzling the screen here. Um, yeah. But no, it's just I'm a little bit offended by it. As a, as a balding man myself, uh, I don't know, it, it works. Do you know how yourself
1: how, how difficult is upkeep? It's awful, man.
0: Well, mine's really irritating because I'm actually not bald. It's all hair, but it's super blonde which no one believes me until I have to like coerce them go touch my head which is never a good conversation for anyone but it's like no it's hair trust me but uh, yeah it goes from a at the moment I really need a haircut because it's like a horseshoe dark and then blonde at the top so yeah upkeep's terrible I just have to I do it myself but there's always a a big I'm the
1: same but I get lazy and then
0: the longer it gets it's just even more of a hassle you feel it gets like a mullet at the back? You're just like going, "No, nah, this isn't right." Yeah. Ugh. During lockdown,
1: when the first lockdown hit, I was like, "I'm just going to leave it and just see what happens." And it just, I left it for ages, left my beard for ages, and I was like, "No, nah, like, almost Yeah, I, went, I was
0: the oh same. Well. Yeah, I, I pretty much. Got I was marched. hoping it
1: would actually grow back, but it, it was it back, but then it was like. Transparent it now?
0: Is it not like, get off? So, <laughs> no, I, I pretty much got marched upstairs with bear clippers going. Nah, this is going. This is going now. If 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 uh, but yeah, I tried the beard for a bit and then I trimmed it back once and it hasn't grown back the same way and it's really annoyed me because it was quite long and proper. It started lockdown and then I thought I'll get a wee trim and it's just this is where it stayed. It's not going any further, uh, which is super annoying. And uh, the last question that Chris has got here is a great one. Why are dogs so awesome?
1: I don't know, they just are.
0: I would, I would uh, have my dog as a special guest, but uh, she is deciding she's sleeping downstairs, so fair enough to her. uh I would choose sleep if, if I could. But uh, yeah, dog, dogs are just the best. So we'll go back to your matches, because it's a wrestling podcast. Apparently. Okay. Uh, was it your first title win? Was it the tag titles at Shield? Was that your first was, title? Yep. So what was it like uh winning a title in, in pro wrestling? Obviously we can't discuss who you were tagged with, but uh what was it like getting a title? Yeah, it was it was
1: really cool, man. Um so I think I'd only worked Shield once or twice. Um my debut was a singles match and then my second match was the tag titles but I was like we're obviously just content to lose. So that was fine. Um and then the promoter had messaged me and said they were we quite enjoyed that match. Um I think at this point somebody else has won the tag titles. And it was one of the ones that we weren't there. I think it was Tribad that's uh, Paddy Flanagan and Hayden Tempest they had just won the tag titles and I, I Paddy had posted something on Twitter and I just commented on it with two eyes just like I'm bored I'm just going to wind him up so we ended up going to back and forth on Twitter and the promoter loved it and he's like i have got to give you a tag title man. Um, and I was like alright cool got there and he's like they're like, winning in." I was like that's brilliant man I didn't expect that in the slightest so then we ended up getting into a feud with them for, I think it was five or six months, which ended in, a, I think it was a four-team gauntlet, and we were the first team in. That was hard, man. Um, but it was, a, it was a cool wee, cool wee run. Cause obviously, most companies up here don't really run storylines because they get different crowds all the time, but the good thing about Shield is that they've got a really loyal fan base, so Every month you go, it's the exact same people. So they can run storylines because the same crowd are coming back every month. So that was the first time I kinda got to do stuff like that. So that was really fun, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's also, I mean, a lot of trust put into you as well because you're going to a new environment, uh, totally new. It's across the border um, as well. So it uh, was, was a little bit daunting. I mean, when you're working up here, you probably see, quite a few of the same faces wherever you go um, yeah. but going into a totally new I mean you would have had people because they usually have quite a few from up here go down to Shield but um, how was it going into a totally different locker room? Um, I knew a few of the boys I'd
1: worked at UCW before so I'd worked with Assassin and Nicky Starr previously and I knew a few of the other boys just should have been on the show so it was quite daunting to start it, but the full locker room, like, they couldn't, they're just a great people, man. Like it's like a, a family atmosphere down there. It, gets on great. So, I, it was, it was brilliant, man. Um, but it was, quite weird as well because when we first went down, all is it went down, were all huge, and we were like the biggest heels on the show. They absolutely hated us, man. Um. I don't know if it was I think because Tribad at the time were such big heels, they decided to turn us babyface. And I thought this is not gonna work, man. Like they absolutely hate us and it was as if because they hated them so much and we beat them, we just became the biggest baby faces in the company. And it was like ridiculous, man, like we extreme, they one extreme to the other. But it just shows you how committed the fan base is, like, if they accept you, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool, man, because I, I hadn't done a lot of tag team wrestling at that point. I'd done the odd one, like showcase matches or the, the odd show where you just get through in like you and another guy. Um, but that was the first time I had like, established a team sort of thing. So it was a learning experience for me to do more tag team stuff. 'Cause I enjoy tag team wrestling I always have, but I just never really had the chance to to do it as much. So that was that was cool, man. And obviously being babyface when I had obviously most of my career I've been a heel. So again, you're you're learning in that regard as well. So that was good fun, man.
0: Um so the other question I've got here, just because we're speaking about you going all over the place. So yeah, a brawl, wasn't it? Yeah, UCW. Um, also went as far north as, as uh, Keith Ness Pro. Um, so we've got yeah. Dave uh, Whitelaw asking, where's the greatest place you've ever wrestled and why do you pick Thurzo?
1: is actually a great fan, man. I, I loved up there. Um, I don't know if it's because they're so far out of the way. Eh? Like, most of the wrestling, you know yourself even, Like, in Elgin and stuff, there's not an awful lot. It's mostly through the Central belt. So In Thurzau, there's very, very little. And I think there's only three shows a year up there. So, like, sometimes when you're wrestling, like, Glasgow and surrounding areas, people just, it's there that often that they just expect it. Do you know what I mean? But in Thurzau, it's a big thing. Like, some of these kids have never seen wrestling before. I've been to a show sort of thing. So they're like, it's their favourite weekend of the year. So it's just a great atmosphere, man. I, I had so much fun up there. And I was just, my usual self, just been a horrible man. And the heat I got was, was great, man. Like My first time up there, I was nearly fighting with a drunk guy. Um, I'm sure I've drunk seen... drunk guy tried to get in the ring, which is great. <laughs> And um, then I think the second time, there was a, a wee child was trying to give me up and I threw a chair at him. So,
0: <laughs>
1: one way to establish that you're a bad guy, innit?
0: When CPW, when they had their shows on YouTube, I ended up watching a couple of them. and yeah, their, their fans are just, they're rabid. They're ready for wrestling. But when you say that, they're, they're only... I mean, what, yeah, four four times a year they had shows, um, like, sure, yeah. on outward three months, and um, especially up that far. I mean, for me, Elgin, so I'll get one show a year in Elgin. There'll be one in Inverness, and then WrestleZone will run most of the time, um, the other, other side in Aberdeen. Uh, but Aberdeen's yeah. an arse to get to, to be honest. it's 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 a day. It's an excursion for the day. So it's not like I could just go around and pop the wrestling and then get on the rest of my day. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're quite... When there's wrestling on, the fans are usually very rabid. Because, like you say, Central Belt, you can pick and choose your shows most weekends when they were on. Um, yeah. And they're only within, what, an hour maybe of each other. And, and Some uh, shows, like, there's some
1: weekends there's three shows across maybe thirty mile radius, you know what I mean? It's it's metal. It's not hard to find wrestling, where obviously the further north you go it's it's harder and harder. So I uh, it was a lot of fun man and I think I only wrestled for Kate Ness twice. But I had the two matches I had were both really fun as well. I like, think I wrestled Angel Hayes the first time it was my first ever intergender match I didn't really know how they would take it but like as you know she's one of the, the best talents in the country man like obviously I'd trained well and stuff but you take it in there where you don't realise how good she is um, and then the second time I was up it was myself and Robert Wishart and our guy it's been about for a long time obviously recreated himself and we
0: had absolutely great fun man oh that's a match I'm going to have to see because uh, yeah, I've, I've seen uh, uh, Robbie's matches around where he was doing where he was in source and that at the moment where he's was re and, and yeah I, I'm assuming there's a lot of kicks being being thrown about quite aye, it was quite just often. a fair
1: war battered seven shades of dark stuff at each other but aye that's a match I've spoken about a few times hopefully we get to do it again somewhere else because that, that was great fun man
0: um, I, I respect your, your avoiding of of well, uh, well keeping up with the no swearing rule, because uh, that, that was. I seen up. the
1: sweat coming down your. Throat <laughs> no, like, I'm going to it. edit this.
0: I'm going to have to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so social media. You said you, you got you pretty much got a tag title shot in in Shield just through our sh- social media interaction. Um, yeah, much, yeah. Other than the infamous photo, the other thing that went around social media quite a lot was uh, your GIF. Um, kicking you know raw in the face. Uh, yeah. So have, have you found during this, this lockdown period that because there's no wrestling on you've had to kind of up your social media game and because I noticed you're I'm, I'm one of many podcasts uh, that, that, that have picked you up, uh, including uh, at this point it would be a couple months on, but Jason Hyde's uh, attempt to socialize, which I listened to yesterday as of recording. Um, yeah. Is it just a, a case of just wanting to just find your ways to keep your name relevant or um, is there any um, reason? Not really man, like when all the lockdown hit that I was
1: quite disillusioned. Like, I think everybody went through different ways of dealing with it um, and I kind of took it quite tough because I've always been so active and stuff and I was finding it quite hard. Um, I wasn't able to train and, and do all the things that, that I like doing. So I just kind of didn't really bother for a long for the first few months. Um, the social media, I just didn't see the point at all. Um, and then I just, I don't know if it was just through boredom and stuff, I, I started getting back on and I started sharing old matches and stuff, just to, I don't know, just to give me a wee interest, give me something to, Doing, um, a bit of banter online, and that led to obviously doing some podcasts and stuff. So that was good, man.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, you're uh, you're you're quite open with your with your mental health uh, struggles, especially during this lockdown. I mean, not only that, lockdown started in March, and of course, you know what happened in June, and that was a whole whole other thing. Uh, yeah. So. It's really good to see that you kind of picked yourself up. I know it's, good. it's still going to be coming ebbs and waves and, and that, especially when, when uh, at this stage as of recording, there's there's lockdowns and tears. And when it comes to this coming out in February, it could all be over. It could all still be going. It could be worse. We have no idea. So uh, we're, we're hoping not worse, obviously. But uh, it's good to see you've, you've put yourself out there. So I, I saw just well, you, you messaged me after I, I offered uh, a spot uh, which would have been coming out in November, but obviously things escalated between now and between when we chatted and when this is happening. Um, and you can pick up the guys like Curtie Hansen and, uh, of course, obviously Jason Hyde and and everywhere else. So have you found the doing podcasts and speaking about wrestling has kind of helped reignite a little bit of interest back into it, or at least being able to get some frustration out uh, of not yeah, being able to it's do
1: definitely, it. man. Like... Just I'm nobody obviously get into details of stuff, but as you say with the lockdown and all the other stuff that was happening, man, it was for a long time I questioned myself, like I didn't even know if this is what I was right to do anymore. Like I think when things happen, man, you don't think straight and your your mind's out of place. Um so for a long time I just at one point I deleted social media. Like, I had my profiles and stuff, but I just wiped everything off my phone. Like, I needed a break for everyone. Um And I got over that, and I, th- I think you're right, like, I started to enjoy wrestling again. I started to enjoy some parts of social media. Obviously, it's still... Twitter can be a great thing, but it can be a horrible thing at the same time. So, I like parts of it, and I ignore all the other bad parts here. I've found myself just able to block all that out. So, i uh, doing stuff like this is good fun, man. This is like the party that I really enjoy. And like having a banter and like gifts and, and matches and like, carry ons online and stupid things like that. That's, that's the way it should be. used. that's what I enjoy. Do you know what I mean? So,
0: I think once you realize how easy it is to set up a, a Twitter account and how Simple it is just to, to hide behind a, a profile picture. I think once once you realise that you can kind of kind of like ignore the negative ones because I know when I was when I started doing this podcast, of course, um, it's difficult to get some of the bigger names because if I'm getting the bigger names, I have to discuss about things I don't want to discuss about because of what's happened. Um, so I was getting lots of trolls going, "Oh, why are you only speaking to trainees? Why are you only speaking to so and so?" And these are all accounts that were created that month yeah. so at first i was like oh, okay I'll, I'll go find other people to speak to but um which i did but i don't think those conversations were as good because i was seeking someone to speak to me whereas if people seek to speak to me they've got a story to share and it makes it better you, I, I find anyway because uh, like i said i offered you a spot but you didn't have to say yes so if you said yes there's ones i kind of went do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Kind of thing. I've, I've forced them into this this environment, but of course, you want you're having a bit of banter, saying that everyone's doing podcasts, but you. But of course, you, you have got a story to share because um, we'll be speaking for close to an hour, so obviously there's there's, there's stuff to be said. Yeah. Um, I've rambled there. That doesn't make sense. But that's nah, right, um, So i will go back to questions because I think I've just got the one. Uh, it's. It's one of the older ones. It's just from Jetstream Jack. He's put, "What do you think about Shrek?" I don't know if it means the person or the film, but I'll I'll let you decide. I don't know
1: the film. Absolute timeless classic, man.
0: And the second one's even better. So, aye. Absolute brilliant. I we discussed that the third one's pretty creepy with the with the wee. Aye, the, aye
1: the, third, the Third one's a bit strange. I, I wasn't a fan, but. The first two are just genius, but Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy is a double actor, just absolutely hilarious. Uh,
0: and the only other question I've got before we do a little bit of a 10 count uh, word association, um, is what's your favourite dinosaur? It's from Kevin Williams, that's a, his usual question, uh, which is uh, obviously, mm, it's fitting to say, as, as, uh, he, he busted you open, <laughs> so yeah. it's good to go questioning.
1: question. Velociraptor?
0: All oh, right, so yeah, the ones that <laughs> that's 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 the image I'm going with. Um, just because they're quite quick, nimble, or just because they look cool, they just look cool, man. Fair enough. I've, I've, I've had uh, many options, I've had Rex already. Uh, that's that's what's popped up quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, I think I had a couple of lost raptors, I'm sure. Um, you've got merch available. Oh, um, uh, yeah. nice white t shirts with prize fighter Dean Ford on them. Um where did you design the logo yourself or oh, it was um CRK graphics.
1: Um designed a a lot of the merch for the Scottish wrestling team, really good guy man. Um you find him on Twitter. I think I'm saying
0: right if no, I'll i him. I am sure I'm sure I've seen yeah. him somewhere. I might have retweeted stuff with him before. I
1: he, he was great man. Uh Handled that, handled a lot of stuff for me, made it really easy. Um, and I, if if MDS want a t-shirt, hit me up, man.
0: We'll get your social media plugs right before we wrap up, and, and we'll get people going your way. Um, like I said, it's coming out a little bit de- uh, earlier next year, so t- 2021. So if you get a big big uh, influx of, of orders, then then uh, I'm hoping it'll be down to us. Uh, so we've got a 10 count. So it's really just 10 names. Word association, I've picked kind of people that you've, you've uh, wrestled, spoke about in other places. Um, we might end up spinning off because I know that you've got a big love for who will be in our number 10 spot. And uh, I'm sure I'm well in for speaking about them. Um, so we'll just start off with number one. So word association, first thing that comes to your head, Danny Edwards. Weasel Tiger, boyfriend. Number three, Rob Van Dam. Legend. Four, Undisputed Era. Kill. Cool. Five, Steve Blackman.
1: Oh man, what a guy! As I can say, what a guy. Uh,
0: six, Crow Cop. Genius uh, Seven, Alistair Black
1: Inspiration I've known any other devil stuff in that <laughs> uh, I mean, I've read it the end, but Aye Kick geese, guys
0: Gives the kicks Yeah, he's the kicks over the, the devil stuff uh, uh, Eight, TJ Rage Mentor Nine, Jason Hyde Friend that's a nice one. Uh, ten, Shane McMahon.
1: The absolute greatest of all time. I don't care what MD says. You know
0: what? If you, if you go by, by uh, per match overall, there's, there's rarely been a bad match from Shane McMahon. See, really. I,
1: I get so much. You've probably heard this on the Jason Hyde's podcast. I get so much stick for this, man. Like, People think I'm at it, and I'm genuinely not. Like, if you go with the bare bones, right, everybody's like, "Oh, he's, he's not a proper wrestler." Well, what what is? what, what do you? Why do you watch wrestling? What do you want? Yeah, you know I mean, you want to be entertained. You want moments that you'll remember all your life, and you want to see stuff you've never seen before. Change gives you every single one. How many guys have you seen jump off the Titan Tron before he done it? I,
0: I actually, the guy jumped out of a helicopter and survived. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's just yeah, like I say, if you go go by per match basis, what you've maybe had what twenty matches ever since two thousand, and try and think of a bad one. Can maybe, maybe King of the Ring uh, two thousand uh, just two thousand, not two thousand one, because that was the one of the best matches of all oh, time. Uh, we got to for it there, boy. What two thousand was the six man tag? Ah, that was awful. But yeah, two thousand one was the best match.
1: Two thousand one, in my I, my opinion, a great match of all time.
0: Absolutely, that's it's one of my. I'd say top. I'd go top five, ever. I'd have that, yeah. and it would. He would, would have an hour match kicking like chapping at the door as well versus the Steve Blackman.
1: Well, oh, that and even his match a, Big Show, with Backlash. Mm. I can't remember what year when they'd done the spot of the... Was it the last man standing match? they done the spot of the Titan train and then Test hung him on the, the camera.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that was good, man. See, creativity. Amazing, man. Exactly. For I mean, a he's... guy that isn't necessarily supposed to be a wrestler, well... Find another guy that's not a wrestler and tell him to do a shooting star press at 55-year-old, you know
0: what I mean? Exactly, I mean he he is literally the greatest wrestler of all time. He he won won a trophy in Saudi Arabia and everything, so... See, uh,
1: that's my argument, but
0: aye. I I always
1: think he's amazing man. Even since I was a kid, I was like, there was always something likeable about him, but like, he got under your skin as well. mm. He was good at what he was there today. do you know what I mean? But,
0: the, the music and the dancing and the, I love, just, I love Shane Long. But No, go, go back to your point, which is, I think it's the big overarching thing of wrestling now, it's moments. That's the big buzzword yeah. WWE have got at the moment, uh, moment, uh, pardon the pun, but that that is what wrestling is. You go to a show and you come out at the end, Do, are you going to remember the the 10 minutes of wrist locks and, and transitions, or are you going to remember uh, the one guy doing the shooting star press? Could be a shooting star thing? press. That's the bit you remember. Are you going to remember uh, all all these these little things? Or I mean, I will because I'm a nerd about this stuff. But are you is a kid going to remember this, or are they going to remember uh, the big baldy guy, big baldy body uh, doing a spin kick and knocking someone out? That's the bit they're going to remember. This
1: is what promoters want for their, their talent these days, especially as you say, as the bigger companies. They want stuff that they can put in a promo package or a highlight reel, to, to show what their product is. You're not going to put 10 minutes of chain wrestling. I've nothing against that style of wrestling. I love to watch it. I don't date very much because I'm not very good at it. But that's not something that you're going to put to promote your show. You're going to put people getting kicked, people doing dives, people doing stupid, I don't know, and throw tables and stuff. That's the moments that people remember that want to come back. Mm-hmm. And Shane has one of them in probably every single one of his matches he's ever had. So the coast to coast against Vince. And then you'd elbow drop to the outside. The shooting star, the dive off Titan of TitanCon.
0: But no, that, that, that's it. I mean, wrestling in a show in itself, is, it's a variety show. You can have the chain wrestling, like I said, I don't mind it. It's not, it would be top of my list of things. Um, I find it difficult when I'm doing reviews and I see it's just loads of chain wrestling. I'm just like back and forth, trying I think it's
1: one of the things it's it's good when done well. Mm-hmm. At the top level when you've got guys like Zack Sabre and even and in, in our country guys like Andy Wilde and Liam and guys that are good at it. They make it look seamless. Dean Allmark, Jonathan Gresham, guys like that. But some people when it's just under the look, rest up. Like, there's only so much you can do, and before it gets a bit stale, unless it is high-level stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I never you, thought you of do, that you
1: need that mesh of everything, man. Because again, you don't want loads of spots either. like a full match full of spots, it's getting the, the balance and telling stories as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I never actually. I, 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 last match I watched, Randy Wild. It was he was do he did all that, but he like, he, he, he paused and taunted the crowd, got them involved, and that's, he, you're exactly right. When it's done well, it's great. But if right. it's done just like, this is the movements we're doing, let's get them all done, and then move on to the next thing, It just, yes. Yeah. So it's anything,
1: the man, that, see if it looks like a contest. It's like, I don't know if you can remember that match last year. There was two young indie boys in America, I don't know if it was GCW or something. They try to recreate the kind of ricochet osprey style spot, but they get so much stick because it wasn't as smooth. But, but it's a similar thing. Like that, anything done well looks good, but if you try and replicate it and it's not at the same level, it's it's not going to look great. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh I'm just going to double check to make sure I've got no other questions popping in. Um, but no, I asked you about Shrek, which... Uh, I like Shrek, so that sounds fine. Um, any any dreams? Uh, any dreams. I don't want, don't want to know about vivid dreams. But um, any <laughs> dream matches, dream promotions that you want to get to when the show's return? Promotion-wise, obviously everybody's got great aspirations to
1: go to the top, but... I'm just en- enjoying just branching out, man. There's a few in Scotland that I've still not wrestled. I'd like to get on there. Places like uh, Respect, Reckless Intent, Discovery. It's probably more that I can't think. Of. There's obviously a lot in England. I've I've just kind of started it in England. Um, branch out. There's so many good companies down there. Ireland, Europe. Just. Keep branching out. Keep doing my thing. Keep learning, man. Uh, Opponents, Mm -hmm. there's so many, man. Dream matches, probably banning the guy I probably like to wrestle most, probably Mark Haskins. I think he's just a a total hybrid, every different style. He can go hold for hold. He can strike. He can fly. Can do everything, man. Like so good to watch. and other ones probably people Mike Bailey. just to think they just kick the cover at each other, so that'd be fine.
0: Um, when you mentioned Discovery, that was the one I had in my head because it's it's like for Scotland, I think it's it's one of the best hybrid companies. It has your like we were saying, it has the the chain wrestling, but they bring in guys that are they can do it at a high level, and then they've got the the fun stuff. They they bring in guys like Grado and then they've got. You uh, Joe Henry, who can do just about anything, uh, as well. So it's it's that's definitely one of the places where I can see D Yeah,
1: Your product's really good, man. Because I have been to the shows a few times, and as you say they kind of tick all the boxes. You know what I mean? You've got your, your comedy stuff with like Gredo and Pug D and Gene Money. And you've got some high level women's wrestling. Then you've got some tag stuff. Then you've got. Hold to Hold stuff, you've got American Andy style stuff. The Gi, everything, do you know what I mean? And that's a place I've wanted to work for for a long time. Um, obviously ICW as well, I've, I debuted there last year. Um, but that's a place I'd, I'd love to get back into, man. There's even just the roster just now, there's so many guys that I have wrestled before and guys that I haven't, that I reckon I'd, I'd, I'd have great matches with. So... Hopefully, once everything gets back to normal, we can push forward and try and make some of like that happen, man. Excellent.
0: Right, so I won't keep you any longer. I think we have just about just over the hour mark, and uh, uh, it's it's just past nine to, to go behind the curtain here, um, and it's winter, so it's dark. It's rubbish out there, so let's let's just wrap up and uh, go to sleep or get a drink or whatever. Uh, but yeah, where can people find you on social media? Where can they they go and buy your your Merch.
1: So on Instagram and Twitter, I am Dean Ford underscore B R Z F T R because I was too lazy to write prize Fighter. Um, my Facebook, I think it's Dean Ford P W. Um, if you message me in any of the platforms, uh, just private message me if, if you want buy a t-shirt. Just let me know. I'll get that sorted, that would be, be brilliant. Um, and also, if possible, can I plug my November page?
0: Well, I'm sure it'll still be up, uh, come February. Uh, oh, February
1: it might not be. I'll plug it anyway, and if it's up, and then they would like to donate. I don't know the, the code for it, but if Billy well, would be nice enough to drop it somewhere, that would be much appreciated.
0: Well, I'll do. I'll, if if I'll, I'll find the link after we've wrapped up, and I'll put it out now, uh, as of recording, uh, just to, to time it, just so, just so people can get in, because it's just about the end of November. So I'll I'll do that Perfect, as man. well.
1: That's much so. appreciated. Thank you. So uh, any uh, if any to... donations on that would be be fantastic.
0: I just hope people to go go list this in February and then go back to my, my page around right about the eighteenth of November and I haven't done it and I'll go and look like it right, <laughs> uh, but I'll definitely do that. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, oh, thanks you, for having me. That was good fun, man. I've I've super enjoyed it and uh, hopefully, good to hopefully
1: be positive about wrestling again. To change.
0: That's what this podcast's for. We don't want to to go on all the the bad stuff because we don't want to end up being depressed ourselves. We just want to. Have a bit of fun, chill, relax. Rest is supposed to be fun. Exactly. So we'll try Rest is supposed way. to be fun. I think that's the best way I've to I've had, had it a great
1: time talking about Shrek, split <laughs> heads and everything in between.
0: It's, it was literally the first thing I had on my notes here. Wtl head split. Because that was the first <laughs> thing I wanted to ask about. But um, yeah, thank you very much for joining me. Not
1: problem, thank you.